Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundermill, then the people purses paper people. Dundermill, then the people purses paper people. Dundermill, then the people purses paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and jitters barista, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Janes, host of Fundle Bundle. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I want to be married and have a hundred kids so I can have a hundred friends and no one can say no to being my friend. I hate you! <laughs> Same kid. All they cast the same kid. All aboard for sales. Next stop, Kukamanga. Take your daughter to work day is today's uh, subject for our episode of uh, of uh, Michael Scott Podcast Company, a, sh- a show uh, where we get together every week and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Mm. Very excited to jump into this episode today. I think as we were looking into different topics, this one stood out quite a bit because uh, just in the way that it kind of speaks to Michael's psyche and personality, we Mm -hmm. get our first glimpse, I think, into Michael's upbringing or (laughs) or background or childhood. Um, And uh, we get to see kids in the office, which is a totally different dynamic than what we're used to from kind of the cold mundane day to day. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, this is like much more of a blueprint episode, blueprint episode than I thought. When you think of this episode on the list of season two, it kind of you kind of gloss over a little bit. Yeah, oh, there's just like a couple of things that like stand out to me, you but just then forget as about you it. Get a little. into this yeah. episode, it's 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 thick. I agree that there's a ton of stuff that I was very su- surprised by rewatching this, but this has always been one of my favorites. Of this <laughs> it's season. a great one. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. But I just mean in terms of sort of the depth of character. Yes. We, oh, well, sure. The amount of reveals we get throughout this episode is is surprising. Uh, Take Your Daughter to Work Day, Season 2, Episode 18, directed by Victor Nelly Jr., written by Minty, Mindy Kaling. Minty Kaling, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, um, it's uh, Ben and Jerry's <laughs> flavor, yeah. Who was it directed Should by? Be. Uh, Victor Nelly Jr. She grabbed me by the shoulders and she said, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Different Nelly, I think. <laughs> it aired on March 16, 2006. Um, in this episode, four children spend the day in the office. We got Toby's daughter, Sasha, Kevin's fiance, uh, Stacy's daughter, Abby, Stanley's daughter, Melissa, and Meredith's, Meredith's son, Jake, mm-hmm. who is there because he's been suspended from school. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in terms of storylines of this episode, it opens with Pam explaining that she's really excited to see the kids. Um, and she kind of confesses later that her one goal for the day is to befriend one kid or make make one kid like her, which mm-hmm. is not really the same as befriend, but um, but we'll get to that. And then um, we've also got Michael, who, despite starting out the day kind of uncomfortable with 
the whole take your daughter to work mm-hmm. day thing. He gets really into it, wants to impress the kids, bonds with Toby's daughter. Um, and then uh, and then we just have a lot of really fun interactions between uh, Dwight and the kids and a lot of uh, a lot of the other characters. A lot of the ensemble get a little moment here and there. I was going to say, before, just before we dive into this episode, too, on the other side of this, we're going to have a... We got a nice girthy mailbag to yes, get sir. into. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got stuff we'll be jumping into. We got a little trivia bit of trivia at the end as well. Coming back. Yep. So so stay tuned. Yeah. Right. Stick around. I was... Uh, one thing that uh, I noticed in this episode is that in the early seasons of The Office, uh, one and two uh, specifically, you get a lot of little moments or vin- vignettes, I guess you would yeah. call them. Little scenes that don't necessarily develop much of the plot. They're just kind tableau, of... tableau, Scenes around yes. The Office, yes. Yeah. Um, this, and that's I, this, one of the things really I miss one, so yeah. much about like the show later as it goes on. But yep. this is still season two, and they still take their time with stuff like that. Do you watch the deleted scenes for this? Episode? I didn't get to for this one. I sure th- did. There's some great moments yeah. in the deleted scenes. If you haven't seen them, you should go and watch them on YouTube. There's one in particular where like Ryan just walks up to his desk and so- like goes to sit down, and Sasha just like climbs out from under the desk, and they just like stare at each other for a second <laughs> that's <laughs> like bringing that up like a lot of times when i'm prepping for the show i'll have it playing in one window on my computer while i'm doing other stuff and sometimes i don't i'm not seeing it yeah and then you you actually start to hear like how much silence and just space yeah, there exactly. is once you're not watching it exactly and it, like yeah just times yeah sasha wanders into michael's office and they just stare at each other and then the episode just moves on. Like, yeah. it's so it's so weird. And then he, he kind of smiles a little bit when yeah. she runs off. It's really, really... This is a really cute, touching episode through, like, yeah. to the end, the, I think. These episodes get to breathe in a way that a lot of the ones that in the later seasons, seasons do not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it, it just feels like the stakes are a little lower. Yeah. Whereas, like, every scene, there's not huge conflict, necessarily. It's just, I, it's just I, these kids interacting with the characters on the show. I made a note, too, that, like, you know, kind of, you know, one of the main story points being that Pam just wants to make one kid like her. That's such a great conflict for the episode. It's so That's right up your alley. Yeah, um, but yeah even in terms of, yeah, what's at stake and what the characters want from this episode, very, very little, right? right. Pam has that small goal. Michael yeah. uh, is just kind of there. He doesn't have a goal in mind, per se. Um, when, once he starts interacting with kids, then it kind of changes the way that he thinks about having them in the office, right? Right, right. But, you know, even with Jim befriending Abby, which we see, like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it, he's not, uh, he doesn't set out to do that, right? Uh, none of the characters set out to do too much. Uh, yeah. Except for maybe Kevin with, uh, with Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say that, um, you know, even even though Pam's goal is small, make one friend, uh, make one kid like her, there's something about, too, if she doesn't accomplish it, if none of the kids like her, mm-hmm. that's devastating. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. The stakes, are, the, the, oddly, the stakes are kind of high in a really kind of pathetic, <laughs> well, pitiful and, uh, way. <laughs> and you see... Uh, and you see that with Kevin too. With you know, he talks about how it's his fiance's daughter, right? Right, right. How quickly he he, he feels computer. desperate. You know, <laughs> this is my file cabinet. Long beat. Uh, this is the partition between my desk and Angela's desk. She can see it. It's a yeah, partition. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. This is the wall. He yeah. doesn't understand how children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how yeah. Children in a, work. In a deleted scene, he asks Angela. He goes, Angela, is it okay if I'm the head accountant today? <laughs> she, she says. Mm. I don't want to set that precedent. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, she's a bright girl. She'll see right through it. (laughs) (laughs) He's so hurt. Cold. Mm. So cold. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can, we can start with by talking about Michael. I think he's the one who enters first. Yeah, I I think think, so. uh, I was kind of surprised by, uh, Michael being so dismissive and not happy to have kids in the office. You know? Yes, uh, it, that's a good point. It seems kind of dissonant with what we see from Michael later in the show, where he, you know, is so excited to see kids. He tries to hold a baby every day. Right, right. right? Uh, and this is kind of crude, but he says later, there are two things that I've known. Um, I love sex and I want to have kids. <laughs> and like, it doesn't make sense uh, in a way that he is so dismissive of having kids in the office because he mm. can't make the jokes that he wants, right? Right, we right. You could argue, but this episode, like, the stakes do become very high because Michael sort of is forced to gaze, sort of have an existential moment with himself watching him as a kid and realizing that right. he didn't grow up to be what he wanted to be or get mm. what he wanted to get in terms of having a family. Um, and so surrounding him with kids is, is such a great way by the writers to draw that out of Michael. And yeah. we see that actually in a deleted scene that happens with Pam too. Mm-hmm. We have Abby notices a drawing on Pam's desk and it's like, did you draw that? Brutal. Oh Yeah. 
uh, do you like drawing? Abby says, yeah, I want to be an artist when I grow up. Pam says, me too. And Abby says, but you're already grown up. <laughs> so it's cold. heartbreaking what? too. Cause Pam, <laughs> the look on Pam's face is oh, like, God, yeah, it's the same look Michael gets yeah. when he's confronted about like, you yeah. know, so did you ever get married? No, mm-hmm. I guess. So you didn't get to be what you wanted to be. Like, I guess not. And it's, it's oh really, gosh. really heavy. Really and heavy. It, it pans around and you, you kind of see some of the characters struggling with the same thing. But back to your point, Edwin, I wonder if like this episode essentially is the start of Michael really liking kids mm-hmm. and starting right. to accept that, okay, if I want to be a family guy, I need to like kids. Well, he, here's, a, here's a fan theory of mine. Go ahead. How many... You're not a fan. You're a professional. <laughs> I guess so. This is a professional I, This is theory. an expert theory here for you. <laughs> um, uh, how, do, how much interaction does Michael have with children before this point, really, in his adult life? He's not really friends with people who have kids like Todd Packer, even though I guess Todd Packer has a daughter. I'm sure that Michael hasn't really interacted with her much. Daddy's here for you. <laughs> my widow angels. Um, we know late. We learn later that um, uh, Michael lost his sister. I was going to say son, Luke, Luke in a forest, lost him in a forest. Right. And was excommunicated from the family pretty much <laughs> at that point. So, you know, I think it's kind of fair to believe that like he's not really close with any families. He's not really close to any kids. And so it it's this episode is the beginning of his like, you know, pursuit of of <laughs> loving little kids. Being a little kid lover. <laughs> Being a little kid lover. I think there's one moment we have to remember and it's the Halloween episode in this season yeah. where at the end Michael is at, he's at his house and the kid, trick-or-treaters come and he drops the candy. Right. He's like, all right, go ahead. You have it all, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's such a warm moment at the end of that episode where he has to fire someone and right, he does a right. pretty terrible job of it. Uh, so I think that is a moment, right? It's a, sure. it's a gradual thing. I think right. as Michael, number one, gets older, and number two, gets to interact more with children, yeah. we do see him kind of warm up to this idea and really come around to this idea of being a father, right? right. You see the way that he embraces Sasha and someone who gives him a little bit of attention and kind of reciprocates and laughs at his jokes. And I think uh, there's something really to that. Yeah. yeah. You know, we got through the entire Mikey, Michael versus Toby episode. We never brought this up. We scene. never brought yeah. this up. The, 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 yeah, the, the child that he bonds with is Toby's daughter. Mm-hmm. And then he has a, has a very just relaxed, normal, heartfelt conversation with Toby when he's, you know, Michael's sort of with a thousand yard stare, yeah. just kind of thinking about not having kids and everything mm-hmm. he failed. And Toby comes in and asks him and he goes, Oh, you have to ask me that. Cause you work for human resources. Mm-hmm. Toby, goes, Toby with a quick look to the camera, look back to Michael. Yeah, it's true. really, really good. But then we see them talking and Michael actually asks, you know, he basically asks if he can be Sasha's godparent. Which yeah. is crazy, given how much he hates Toby. Also, Sasha's like five years old. Yeah, it's so funny to watch the Little gears late. in his mind turn. Yeah, where he thinks about, you know, is it too late for me to have kids? And you know, Toby's be- well. You first, you need to have a wife or at least a girlfriend. <laughs> Maybe you could be a foster parent or something. And Michael's like, or biologically, like you can yeah, see. Yeah. And then the the leap that he makes to does Sasha have a godfather? Right. There's there's something so funny about like him trying to f- cover this ground in his head, because um, there's another another scene where he's uh, Michael comes in. It's a cold open. He says, um, I, I I can't think of the episode off the top of my head, but he says to Pam, I just watched this thing on Oprah last night, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, right. about wanting yeah. to adopt a child, right? And yeah. Pam kind of talks him out of it, and then yeah. you know, if none of us have children in thirty or forty years, right? <laughs> oh God! Yeah. And Pam, sure, Pam finally agrees. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's another Roy's element. Sister to that. looked into it. Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. The application alone can take nine, right. uh, ten months, or something ten like that. Ten months. I don't even know if I'll still want one in ten months. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's funny that this moment kind of slid under the radar for our Michael versus Toby episode. How much were you expecting Michael to? Say something really terrible to Toby in that moment. I know, right? You know what you I mean? Know, yeah. Well, the look he has on his face before he says, yeah. or biologically, it does feel like, oh, this is... He's about to say something. This <laughs> is when Michael really hates Toby. But he's had a lot of hate, <laughs> hating Toby moments before this. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's not totally entrenched yeah. that he's just mm-hmm. automatically allergic to everything Toby says. But he really does look like it for a second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or biologically. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I was like, oh, he, oh, what's the line he says to Toby here? And it's... It's really nothing. What a like what a nice kind of human moment in this episode mm-hmm. as well to, to have Toby just kind of show some concern and 
um, some empathy, you know, and to kind mm-hmm. of reach out to Michael in a way that maybe we wouldn't expect later on. Or um, later on, when characters make these sort of overtures to Michael, he tends to reject them or yell or something like that. You know Since what I mean? When is it illegal to put <laughs> salad anywhere? <laughs> I, I think there is something, too, that, like, you know, having the kids around, like, gets everyone to behave a little bit differently in the office. And so there's mm-hmm. kind of some moments that you're seeing that you wouldn't normally see in this episode. I was reading too. Jenna Fisher used to, I didn't even know this. She was having, she was writing a blog the whole time. Um, she was on the show or at least back in 2006, she was, um, and you can read her blog about this Weren't episode we on, on TV guide. But she said that it, it was fun having all the kids on set. Everyone had to be on their best behavior. No cursing and no dirty jokes allowed. It was a bit of a challenge. We aren't a G-rated bunch by nature. So, I mean, the, the exact thing that Michael's worried about at the top of the episode is actually what was happening on set, um, which I thought was pretty funny. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's just, you know, having the kids around and seeing how the characters have to change a little bit is really fun. I think uh, one thing that I noticed too in this episode is that there's they have to do a little bit more of them actually pre- pretending, or I guess showing mm. them doing work in the office because they have to show children mm-hmm. interrupting that. Yeah. So there's a little conversation between Michael and Meredith where they're talking about spiral pads or something, mm-hmm. and Jake is throwing erasers at Michael. <laughs> and then later Michael is on the phone with somebody when Sasha comes in. Um, yeah. But for that scene to feel natural, they have to show them working so that they can be interrupted. Yeah. You know? I, Which I, I thought was kind of interesting because they don't show that nearly as much. No. Yeah. I, I I did make a note that this is like the most professional like that we've ever seen Michael. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the most he's worked. This is the most he seemed to just kind of be focused on work. <laughs> it's 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 by weird. Far. <laughs> by far, it's a little weird. And uh, Stanley too. <laughs> yes. Uh, we uh, again in a deleted scene. We see him just <laughs> imploring, imploring Melissa to pay attention to what he's doing, yeah. so he can see why <laughs> Dad's so cranky every night when yeah. he comes home. Let's talk about Stanley. That's like the the big oh, moment yes. from Stanley. Yeah, like yeah. One of the most iconic Stanley oh, moments. Oh, sure, there is. sure, sure. And he delivers it in such a great way. Well, he's been so so. His daughter's been the been you know a subject since the beginning of the day because Michael walks up and and says you know hey Melissa she's growing up to be a stone cold fox and right he's like she's in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but then, of course, she becomes obsessed with Ryan, wants to talk to him all the time, and she's telling him all about jitters. I love that, like, that scene where you see him talking, Melissa talking to to, to uh, Ryan mm-hmm. about jitters at the Steamtown Mall. You see Kelly watch it, then Kelly talking to Stanley, then Stanley yell. It's so boom, and Kelly, boom, boom. And Kelly is in the window. It's like you so see her good. through the window, standing in the annex with like I think her hands on her hips. Like yeah, yeah. It's you know. such a it's such a like that story just happens so quickly. Mm-hmm. And and you know and the fact that this episode's written by Mindy Kaling too. You know mm-hmm. that she understands like the comedy. <laughs> well, and uh, there's they, they allude to this as well earlier in the season uh, in the sexual harassment episode. Michael talks about how Stanley's got that picture up uh, next to her next to his desk, and he says, "That's my daughter. She goes to Catholic girls' school. I'm taking it down right now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, Mike, Michael saying that is in the credits for several seasons. It's mm-hmm. that moment when he goes, "Best part of my day." Oh Walking yeah, by Stanley's right, desk. Right. Oh, that's interesting, and it's it's Catholic part of the credits the theme song going yeah. over it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, But I just love the the way that Stanley like delivers that line. Boy, have you lost your mind? Because I'll help you find <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, walk yeah, that door. So great. <laughs> yeah, if you don't stop sniffing after my daughter, she is a child. Like, there's the, the yeah. It's Ryan's so good the way that he like, yeah yeah. Ryan's the best person to, yeah. to say that. delivers it so well because Stanley, I don't think, is shown to be as cranky. No, uh, mm-hmm. at this stage in the show. Yeah, no, he doesn't get riled up like that. I. I played I played this I made a mashup of like bloop, bloopers a while ago yeah, I remember yeah. early on but Very one of them was the Stanley bloopers from that scene <laughs> and one line they cut because they crack right in the middle of it but I bet they would have kept it oh, if they God. didn't when he's mm-hmm. just like how about Ryan's gonna get sent to prison like, <laughs> oh, yeah. and what they're gonna do to you in there is nothing to compare to what I'm gonna do to you before you get in there <laughs> and BJ Novak just breaks like oh, my God. I think Stanley was probably just they oh, just yeah. let him go off. He, the they cuff. just let him go yeah, off improv. Yeah. Oh man, I I want I want to know. Um, yeah, that is a legendary moment in the show. I think uh, certainly one of Stanley's best. And last episode we talked about Florida Stanley. This is a, this is a different Stanley. This Very, is a motivated, oh, yeah. protective, yeah, adult Stanley. Girl yeah. dad. Girl. Dad. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Um, well, we've also You've been meatball. <laughs> 
Um, we we also have, of course, if, continuing Michael's uh, Michael's storyline here, um, where he is. Uh, well, he catches Dwight after Sasha comes into his room. He catches Dwight telling the kids like some horrible story about uh, you know. A, well, he plays them green sleeves. Plays them green. Traditional sleeves English on the ballad about the beheaded yep. Anne Boleyn, uh-huh. yes. and then Strul Peter <laughs> uh, from eighteen sixty four. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Michael says they don't, don't want to hear right. stories from your Nazi war criminal grandmother. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he, <laughs> who likes Dane Cook? <laughs> right. What a moment, Dane Cook. Yeah. Out of the mouths of babes, Michael Scott is freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. The Dane Cook was a big timestamp moment for me here. The other yes, one. I mean, definitely. he was in his peak in 06. Yes. Like, peak the, Dane Cook. The other one is at the beginning where he says, Miss Beasley, if you're nasty, when he walks in during the cold yeah, open yeah, and he, yeah, and he like alludes to a wardrobe malfunction, yeah. and uh, Pam says you can't be nasty today, and she points to the side. <laughs> right. Yeah, Michael's yeah. physicality with the, the uncomfortableness he has with kids early on in this yeah. episode, Steve Carell's really, really good at that. He does it then and then again when Pam's like, Michael, shouldn't you say like you shouldn't you say something because well, he's yeah. the manager <laughs> and they, to, him's kind of reluctantly like. <laughs> Oh, they're fine, and then I love that he says, yeah. "How do I say this?" Like he's like he's <laughs> yeah. right, like he's going to lay some pearl of wisdom. Like this yeah, right. Yeah, like, and I am like Superman. Like they're really trying to figure it out. Too. Right. Yeah, and this is Gotham City. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's Batman. I work with a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Um, but then he he discovers that he can be kind of the funkle, the fun uncle. Mm-hmm. He's telling them all about Fundle Bundle. Um, gets Ryan to go to Dixon City. <laughs> gets yeah, a, I know. Another hey, shit. There we go. I was right. Guy. Yeah, where Michael's uh, mom lives. That's right. Break into her house, mm-hmm. pretty much. <laughs> well, no. If she's at the pool, the back kitchen window should be open. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Ryan does get the tape, brings it back, and then of course it's revealed that uh, you know My- Michael on this show as a young boy said that uh, that he wants to have hundreds of kids so they can all be his friends and no one can say no to being his friend. And even Edward R. Meow is shocked. The way that the, the, the way that the puppet conveys feeling awkward is so incredible. It really is. Like we talk like last episode we talked a little about nonverbals and stuff and how yeah. characters communicate and like that they can get that sort of a read from a puppet on a TV screen mm-hmm. within yeah. a screen. Like well also this, yeah. l- listen to this. this I'll play the drop at the top again. There's like a model train going in the background mm-hmm. of that TV set mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah. Like and the a, sound design of listen after his quote, like the train stops. Like it's a, it's a record <laughs> scratch. Listen to this. I want to be married and have a hundred kids so I can have a hundred friends and no one can say no to being my friend. Like it fades down yeah, right yeah, there yeah. and yeah. it kind of stops. And then there's a long moment of the mm. puppet looking around. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like you think about this episode. I hate you! <laughs> Reefeth. You think about this episode. And <laughs> when you think about this episode, you could almost think of it as a bottle episode. It's all in the office. It's all just kind of like simple interactions with characters we've seen besides the guest stars, the children guest stars. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for them to just have that little funnel bundle clip like yeah. the, with a puppet they designed and a child actor who's supposed to be young Michael Scott. I mean, he's got such a like alfalfa kind of look to him yes yes <laughs> he looks like oh, this kid probably doesn't have like, a lot of friends like a, just a romantic little nerd <laughs> like yeah yeah the, well, other, the yeah. way that that quote implies like it implies that michael he does cannot know. make friends yeah and that his solution is to like have a bunch of children and force them or like what he sees kid. is like yeah no exactly one can say no to me or his uh his goal or dream or whatever it is, you know, like what he wants to be when he grows up. There you yeah, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Is is so sad and tragic, right? Yeah. Everyone feels it in the moment. Yeah. Right? Like, and Edward yeah. Armeow, you know, for being the host of a children's show, like he could have jumped in with some incur- words of encouragement. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of just being you know. nice talking to you, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Another moment I hadn't picked up on before speaking of Edward Armeow is when he first says, Oh, and that's Ed, the host, Edward Armeow. And Jim yeah. goes, hey, that's really funny. Mm-hmm. The way, Michael then looks, he kind of goes, yeah, like the way he says he doesn't that is, get it. He doesn't know who Edward Armuro is. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Which is, uh... and like, that's what a difficult bit of acting yeah. to like convey that. That's, mm-hmm. it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, famous radio host for anyone who does it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do love that, uh, 
when Mike, when child Michael shows up, everybody's like, oh, like there's like a, there's yeah. like a kinship in the room where they're like, hey, look, it's, it's Chet from the news. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, right. Checking in with Chet. Right. <laughs> and they like are having fun and they're kind TV. of enjoying this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is on yeah. TV. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dwight. So yeah. Oh, yeah. D- Dwight. Well, it's both yeah, of them. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that um. Yeah, it's just such a great moment to see the office kind of working together, you know, mm-hmm. and feeling together. They're yeah. eating pizza, they're having yeah. fun, like, yeah. It's really well written, too, the way they're able to convey Michael's, uh, just how everyone feels about him in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because juxtaposed with, like, having the kid come on right before him, yeah, who is yeah. on TV, who, like, achieved all his dreams, and immediately yeah. with Michael right after, it just, it makes the emotional weight of it so much heavier. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happens even again with Pam... Again, I said I mentioned that deleted scene where she gets called out by Abby, right? Of not becoming an artist, Abby. So, so Pam's really having the same kind of experience as Michael, but on the other side of the coin because she's in, she's engaged. But even that, she's little bits we see her struggling with it here. Mainly yeah. when we see Roy getting along with Meredith's son Jake, just like right. I love this kid. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah! And, right. Oh god! And Pam sort of spent the episode just being like, oh, "That kid sucks," and then eventually she. Jake's the one who she actually gets along with. That's right. So Pam's also on this sort of existential road next to Michael at the same time. It's not quite as potent as Michael, but yes. uh, Well, yes. If if Michael is thinking about himself as a potential father, I mean, Mm -hmm. it stands to reason that Pam, engaged to Roy, is thinking about herself as, you know, mother. What would it be like to have kids? Well, that's more of a right than Michael. She says at the top of the episode, she's like, I want to get better at kids liking me because I'm going to get married. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's clearly... That's even her convincing herself that she's ready to be married when mm-hmm. she knows she isn't. And you juxtapose that with Jim, mm-hmm. where he's so easy and casual with, right. yeah, yeah, you know, with, with Abby, re- right? He does such a he good job. Read from the mixed up files of Mrs. Yeah. Basil E. Connects Frank through the book. I will admit, I did not know that was a real book. I did not I know. I thought Wait, it was really? a fake book. You guys yeah. didn't read that? Mm-hmm. No. It's. Oh. Best book. <laughs> it yeah. is really, thought, really good. Well, wait. If you had to spend a night in the Met or the Aquarium, what would you pick? The Met. Definitely the aquarium. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I know. I know that's not the answer. Uh, yes, I don't see yes, anything yes, you yes, didn't yes. read it. Yeah. No, I, no, I never read it. Yeah, um, that's great. Oh, uh, they, yeah, they take all the money mm-hmm. out of a wishing fountain. Is that oh, oh, kids okay. get some pocket change? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they le- they're living in the museum. I thought it was a fake book it, based on series of unfortunate events, or mm-hmm. you know, is this where Dwight gets the idea to steal the chandelier? <laughs> hey, <Mike>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to go back to something you mentioned. I go uh, to Berlin, right? Yeah, <laughs> she's never taken another lover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you. <laughs> You mentioned uh, this episode as a blueprint, and there's yeah. a moment that felt so uh, much like it established a pattern for future episodes. And granted, this kind of happens at Christmas party as well, but um, where there's a party or an event in the office and something goes wrong or somebody's made to feel bad, and then it kind of ends or falls apart in a sort of way. And especially this one, I think this is the first one that I, th- I if I'm thinking of this correctly, where Michael, something goes wrong for Michael and Michael feels bad and he exits the party, right? And in other parties, he gets kind of angry, and he kind of ruins every. Later, when I'm ruining everything, you're gonna wish I was you. Were, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on your side, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a moment where something awkward happens, and there's a big silence, and Michael kind of gracefully exits, where he's like, "I have a load of work to do. Snakes, take a slice of pizza. Yeah, delicious yeah. pizza. Yeah, and then he leaves, right? But yeah. but that felt so. Um, it was just a perfect example of the way yeah. that those events seem to happen later on in the show. And totally. and and also of just like the, the idea of having the kids in the office that everyone has to act differently, right? I mean, he yeah. would totally, you know he would have done something if, if the kids out. weren't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We also get, uh, speaking of blueprints, we get just a tiny window into Meredith's life. Just oh, the yes. fact that Jake goes, Meredith! When Dwight Dwight calls him a horrible little latchkey kid, gives you a whole kind of sense of what's going on there, uh, which was great. Uh, And then, of course, Toby as a as a father. This was the first time I ever tried to read what was on Jake's shirt. Said, "What does it say?" I already forgot your name. Oh my gosh! (laughs) He says to Mister Poop. Yeah. Right later on. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that perfect? Yeah. I love it. I love. Uh, speaking of the Mister Poop, I loved all of Dwight. Yeah, we should talk about Dwight in this yeah, episode. So yeah, good. Mm-hmm. All his interactions with the kids. I think he interacts with all the kids. Maybe not even. Maybe not Melissa. She's but, in the room when he plays the recorder song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but when Toby and Sasha walk through the kitchen at one point, Dwight's just in there eating something, and he goes, Ah, 
Hello, little one. You are the future. Yeah, and well, Toby ushers and past like yeah. going like, Keep, don't, come on, come on, hello, tiny one. Yeah, it's like yes, of course. Dwight is going to treat all the kids just like adults. Yeah. Right. He does for the whole episode. Yeah, uh, there. And, and I, I wonder, like, there's what sets up Dwight putting on this sh- little show for the kids. Nothing. Just that, that Dwight is doing his job as assistant regional manager. Right. right? There's nothing to, that nothing. that prompts him. Like Michael mm-hmm. doesn't tell him to do it. Pam doesn't tell him to do mm-hmm. it. Angela well, doesn't tell him to do it. Like he was yeah. the youngest fruit, and the youngest always raises the other uh, children. For so. kinder. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Gra- uh, the, my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> there's another great moment when uh, Jim is uh, now friends with Abby and joking around and. And they shake hands, and he's like, "Ah, you broke, you broke my hand. Oh man, that mm-hmm. hurts." Like, and Dwight is like, obviously always gullible, is like, "No way!" Like, little girl, come here, <laughs> shake my hand. <laughs> You're so weak. <laughs> I do, yeah. And then his interactions with Jake, and the way that feeds his interaction with Angela, right? Mm-hmm. Jake just kind of comes up and makes fun of him, Mister Poop. That's your yeah. name, right? Mm-hmm. And Mr. Angela, Shoot. yeah, exactly. Uh, they have another moment in the kitchen where uh, Angela kind of expresses that, you know, our father was, a, my father was a very strict disciplinarian. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't to... mind a pair of well-behaved boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the look that Angela gives Dwight after he calls Jake, well, he goes like, well, you're just a horrible little latchkey kid. And like, <laughs> you know, and Jake kind of runs away. Yeah. And then there's just this beaming look on Angela's face looking <laughs> at Dwight. Yeah. And you just realize that, uh, yeah, she's a really <laughs> terrible person. She's For what? Insulti- person. Insulting a child? Insulting yeah. a child. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Jake, and too, she- he goes to Dwight's computer and is like, do you have any video games? Yeah. Like, Dwight's got tons of video games on there. We have seen him that playing them. That's true. Yeah. It's he's- a key component of the Mega Desk. That's, That's right. right. He plays StarCraft. He plays Second Life. Yeah, what the hell? I have I commanded know. vast virtual armies. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in as uh, Kerrigan, Queen of Blades. Mm-hmm. That's oh, right. Yeah. Season 8 right. for Halloween. Right. <laughs> Anything else from this episode? Uh, I mean, I think... No notes? I think... Creed yeah. in his four-toe foot. Yeah. Mm. That's a good... I never caught that he says, well, the hair cover, mostly covers I, yes, it. I, I never, noticed that what? too. I yeah. never covered The hair I, covers it mostly. Yeah. Oh, it's not even mostly. in the subtitles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Sneaks through. I, I did really love, um, I've always loved when Sasha comes up to Phyllis and just says, are you Mother Goose? Yes. Yeah. That's, a, that's a beautiful <laughs> moment. And the, and like Phyllis <laughs> seems so torn. Mm-hmm. Like, like she's offended, but also almost maybe wants to tell her yes. You know? Um, <laughs> oh, one one other thing with with Toby uh, when she go he takes her over to accounting and asks Angela if she can help work and oh, Angela the, says the party planning yeah says or party planning says no th- we'd have to explain everything it's probably easier if we do it ourselves oh, and he's okay. like, all right I wasn't expecting that let's, <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. go draw uh, just oh, good, so good good father in action moment the way Toby. they directed Sasha to kind of go into Michael's office and just start playing quietly without even acknowledging him I thought that was so well done because mm-hmm. it's like how a child would do it because they're not comfortable enough to talk to the adult but they want to just play yeah he right? just sees all the toys yeah exactly. he's got Perfect. the most kid friendly room so in the whole office yeah. he's got yeah. all, everything in there and yeah. he gives her her watch at some point yeah that's Toby right. returns later. <laughs> yeah. Not I the think, first time his, his watch ended up with Toby. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. right. I think, uh, too, we, we talked about this a little bit, but I think uh, the moments that Pam gets at the end where Pam does get kind of lifted up by her interaction with Jake. I think Jake wants to use the shredder, yeah, it's pretty, which Abby did not. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's very small, but it is significant in a way. Like you mm-hmm. said, the day would have felt like a failure if she didn't get it. And you know, we talked about Pam's journey, but Pam's journey often is so, you know, there's a lot of heartbreak and there's a lot of struggle and a lot of like... Uh, pain and emotional pain that we see from Pam, you know, yeah. especially in the early season when everybody's making fun of her or Michael, especially, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, please don't throw garbage at me. Right <laughs> <laughs> now there's butter on my desk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of little moments like that. And to see her just like feel good at the end yeah. of the day, I think was really important. And uh-huh. then the way that the show really masterfully still does the Jim and Pam dynamic at this point when they're talking and we know that Jim is going to go on a date and mm-hmm. Pam turns to uh, Jim and says, well, my theory is, and Jim is already gone. Like he's he's left to go on his date, and there's even like while Michael and Dwight are singing, which we haven't talked about yet. Yes, um, there is a bit of uh, Jim leaving in his car. Like they they thought that was a valuable shot to show mm. Jim leaving while Michael and Dwight are singing. Oh Crosby's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's still in those early days where they could play up the tension of Jim and Pam, for mm-hmm. maximum yeah. effect. God, don't you miss that? I do. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, uh, another moment from this episode that I, I, of course, we have to mention is is Michael signing up for the dating site with the little kid oh, lover. Yes, yes, of course. Um, of course, you know, so that they know where his priorities lie. He makes a, lie. a grand declaration. I, Michael Scott, have signed up for online dating. <laughs> um, and then, and then, of course, as you mentioned, the, the, the ending, song, the we ending talk. of this. Yeah, that Michael has so Ryan beautiful. get his guitar, but he doesn't know how to play it. Right, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And we we get Dwight playing the guitar, foreshadowing his moment with Country Roads with yeah, Andy yeah. later on. But he sings in such a quiet voice, you know. Yeah. And Michael is trying to sing out really loud, you know. Yeah. And in a very out of character moment for Dwight, even in this episode, um, him being like, "And they do. Your parents love you very mm-hmm. much." Mm-hmm. Um, because of course, uh, you know, Dwight likes the tough love. I love the way they look at you and cry. You know? <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> He's not afraid to go for it. Yeah. The no. only other time I can Loves think of, a high the, harmony. of the Michael Dwight duo like this, where Dwight's got the guitar, is uh, Diwali. Diwali? That's yeah, very true. And doing the Diwali, mm-hmm. the Adam Sandler Diwali. I'm thinking the two of the of the Dundies. Oh no! You have one a tiny Dundee. <laughs> Sing it, Elton. You know. I was I was thinking of that, but the chair model's grave. Oh yeah. And you know yeah. the rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. When right. they sing the rhythm and blues. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> verdict was returned. <laughs> Jump cut tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, F- boy. Final thoughts? Any, any other any other sweet moments? Why? Now, this is a, such a great episode. We it's get an insight into episode. Michael's psyche. We get to see Michael kind of do... This is character growth for Michael, yeah. in a way. Um, we get to see Jim and Pam uh, kind of interact, and we get to see all the characters in the office interact with children, which is just a bit of newness that we don't really get in these early seasons. This is a perfect example of the of the early, quiet episodes where it's it's kind of depressing there's a lot of about it that makes you kind of sad and feel bad for certain characters like pam and michael and uh, and even dwight um at certain points and and then ends on a hopeful note just Mm -hmm. a a small Mm -hmm. hopeful note just the beauty that's season two in a nutshell right there pam befriends one kid it's the kid but (laughs) (laughs) but she got one Hey, that kid turns out to be a great stripper. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, you get him, Jakey. Yeah. <laughs> Meredith, most supportive mom in the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. A, a really great episode. One of my favorites from this season. Sent me back. A beaut. To, sent me through a near rewatch, full rewatch of season two. Yeah. Which it's always worth it. Yeah. Just, it's so good. Every time I go back to season delivers. two, I'm like, man, this is one of the, this is the best. This is the tone. <laughs> I love it so yeah. much. Yeah. This is the best. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, hey. You guys want to open do the mailbag You guys here? want to meet in the conference room real quick? Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to go to the conference room, do you? I don't know. Do These we, names are for the same thing. We have mail. We have, we have, uh, we do mailbag segments inside of the conference room. Have you How ever about noticed this? that? How about they're always conference room, but there's <laughs> different types. And this one could be. Right Ma- now, right now, conference room. Topic, hopefully. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> when we're doing mailbags, we'll just, sure. perfect, just perfect. do it all. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right, where to start here? Um, oh, let's start with this. We got an email from Danielle uh, with an update. She says, I'm the person who wrote in speculating that Jan knew she was pregnant at the dinner party. Oh. Yes, which a lot of other people then chimed in on. It was, it was a good fan theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, called an ironic twist of fate uh, of or research for your podcast, but little did I know when I emailed you that I myself was very newly pregnant. Oh I'm gosh. now 11 weeks in, Twist. and the morning sickness is finally winding down, but I feel even more confident in my previous statement. Even if she wasn't <laughs> expecting to get pregnant, she had to know by then. That's what Anyway, let me know if you have any name ideas, because I already have a girl and a boy, so obviously Astard and Chevy are taken. <laughs> my first thought was... Little Michael Scott. You know, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that joke. Yeah. Uh, Call if it's a boy, Jimothy. Mm -hmm. And if it's a girl, Pee Pee. Mm. (laughs) Pee Pee Halpert. Yes. Uh, And then she says, have a great weekend. Congrats on 50 episodes. Mm. Uh, Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. Quick note, too. Sorry. Quick note on all the questions. I know we, we just don't have the bandwidth to respond to everything. But thank you for we signing him in. We yeah, are. we we do try. Mm-hmm. And then um, other thing too with voicemails, a uh, lot of great voicemails. It does help if they're sh- if they have them nice and short and to the point. Uh, we really appreciate all the all the love you guys give us. But yeah, the shorter 
concise voicemails are much more likely mm. to be played. I've never actually said that before, but <laughs> I don't have the time to edit all the voicemails. <laughs> so let's get down to the point. Appreciate Jeez. it. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry about that. Yeah. Guys. Anyway, guys go easy one on thing Alex. I think that I've really loved about doing the show and getting voicemails and messages and comments from people is the extent to which like the office fans is kind of a community. Oh my God. We can kind of be a That's little amazing. bit of a connector with pe- for people. Definitely. You know? Yeah. I think I, we had somebody write in, I think on Facebook and I'm sorry, I don't have your name in front of me, but she wrote that it made her feel less alone about loving the show so much. And oh, it's yeah. like, here's the thing. Like you are not alone. There are so many yeah. of us. Yeah. That wasn't yeah, another message beautiful. from Kayla, right? We keep no. not mentioning her. Shout out to, hey, <laughs> shout, shout out, out to, to Kayla. Kayla. She's posted sure. a ton on our Facebook for page. Sure. and sends Thank in a bunch Kayla. of these. We've referenced things that she's posted for us uh, without yeah. shouting her out. So yes, shout out. Huge, <laughs> huge shout out. Um, okay, let's move on here. Okay, here's a here's a little bit of detective work for us that we were given by a Melanie in Petaluma. And I have the audio to review this, so we're going to listen. But she says this. Um, I was listening to the Florida Arc episode in the car last night on my way home, so naturally I had to watch it when I got home. My husband and I noticed something interesting, interesting in the Tallahassee episode. In the scene where Andy and Pam are in a standoff of, over who's going to cover reception and answer mm-hmm. the phone, everyone starts yelling at Andy to answer it. It's kind of a jumble, but you can clearly hear Stanley yelling, get the damn phone. However, as we know, Stanley is in Tallahassee at this time, hmm. being Florida oh. Stanley, not in the office. In fact, the very next shot is Jim and Stanley talking at the hotel after Interesting. that scene. Um, yeah, the very next scene is Florida Stanley saying one of his mottos, drive fast and leave a sexy corpse. So she rewatches this a whole bunch and she says it's either... Creed, Daryl, Kevin, or Toby are the only remaining men in the office. And, and they, they all can have sound. they all can maybe capable of standing like it. So let's listen to this. Oh, nice, Let me see what nice. you guys think. Again, the the specific phrase is get the damn so phone. So intrigued. Yeah. Get the damn phone. Get the phone. Somebody get the phone. Wow, yeah. One more time. Is it? Hmm. Who else could it be? Out of those, wait, is it Kevin? Play it one more time. It could be Toby, Kevin, Creed, or Daryl are the only four guys there. It sounds like Kevin more than any of those other people. I think it's Creed. You think it's Creed? That was, I don't know, that was what I thought just yeah, now. I know, but it sounds like Stanley. I'm with her. It sounds <sighs> like Stanley. It does. I, I, get the phone. Somebody. Somebody says something at the top. Get the closest one to it. I hear Creed. I hear Creed. Yeah. But there's also like just a sound that someone goes like, oh, at the top. Yeah. It sounds like Stanley. Yeah. Huh. I'm very interested mm. to what the audio is when um do you remember when Kevin is trying to answer the phone and he's coming yeah. for reception? Yeah. Your mm-hmm. call is very important to us. <laughs> I wonder what the audio is there. Like what yeah. the fill is, you know? Huh. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Edwin, you, you have something? Yes. All right. So this question comes from Kenzie on Instagram, or I guess this is more of a story than mm-hmm. a uh, question. But I'm I'm gonna read it. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, just to let you guys know, funny story, I played softball in college, and for my walk-up song, I chose an Office remix. Usually when it went up, uh, it only played the first 10 seconds. But if you listen, there's a part in the middle where Michael is saying the no, God, please, no line, which never played until one game where I was up to bat. While my walk-up played, there was a timeout. During the timeout, they turned the song up, and the whole stadium was laughing so hard <laughs> when they played the no, God, please, no part uh, very loudly. Uh, maybe we can use this in a mailbag. So yeah. uh, this is the walk-up song, and we're just waiting for that moment. Just imagine going up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, God! No, God, please, no! 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 
I that that was, is awesome. Yeah. That is a, so great. I was kind of expecting there to be like the drop after <laughs> that, <though. laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> like in a, like a Skrillex song. Maybe oh Andy. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear that, that's called the Office theme song by Skibo Beats Trap Remix. Mm. Maybe Andy could include it in his next uh, fail video <laughs> compilation, <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. What are you doing? That's just video of us with vul- with you putting vulgar noises over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, next next up here, we got a voicemail from Lindsay mm-hmm. in New York. Who uh, this happens quite a bit. We have people who are still catching up with our episodes, so they'll send us something about something we said like months and months ago. Mm-hmm. But it's still worth hearing because this is about her rebuttal to you believing that Cafe Disco is oh, when the show jumped oh, the shark. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh yes! No way, I, this is my favorite I mean, topic. I'm anticipating that she's not going to agree with me. Let's so go. We'll see. Hey guys, this is Lindsay from New York. Um, Sounds like Holly. I am just calling wow, in reference to the episode um, discussing Nate and then a mailbag, and then uh, also getting into the comments about um, the real downfall of the office. <laughs> and I disagree with the statement of um, the uh, Cafe Disco because I don't know where you guys work, but I come from a long line of uh, retail, which is one of the fuckiest jobs out there. Hey, and I came from retail too, for sure. I have to say that it was moments like that that kept you going at a job like that because everything could be sucking and the customers and your coworkers and just everything gets real heavy at times. And then I don't know if you were all partying in a closet to music or anything, but something funny would happen or somebody would, um, we would play music for the day and yeah, people that normally wouldn't be, you know, chipper, you know, tapping their foot, getting into it. So, that's all I really had to say, not to go on and on, but it was moments like that that, yes, maybe everything was perfect in that, you know, in that near hour of just, or a or few hours of just, you know, having a good time, having some coffee or extra coffee, coffee that day, giving you that extra energy to get through and keep you there another year. Too <laughs> 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 much time. Good job, guys. I'm obsessed with the show. It's so awesome. Best office oh. podcast out there by far. Oh my gosh! Have a have a great day, and um, I will continue to listen. Thanks. Bye. Thank that you is so amazing. Much. Wait, thank you so name? much, right, Lindsay. Awesome. Lindsay. Lindsay, thank yeah. you so much. Truly, Lindsay. truly that's appreciate like, it, man. That's such a great voicemail, and you make a fantastic point. I almost feel bad for my comments about Cafe Disco. <laughs> um, I do agree with you. I, I yeah, it's I do. a great reminder. Like, that's yeah, definitely that's true. like you know I. I work in the in the film industry, but in an office a lot of the time, um, just in, on the on the like preparation side of of shooting a, a television show or or a film, um, we're usually crammed into a crummy little office and um, you know work under high pressure and environment and uh, and you know we like to have fun too and the moments when we can break and you know we'll even have like little you know like poorly planned birthday parties in the middle of the day that people have trouble focusing on because there's so much going on and it's just a, a really awkward little party. But, um, but I know what you're saying. Um, I, I, uh, I agree and I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like those moments in real life. Uh, I agree. I, I don't know, know if I always like them on the, on the office. Someday, <laughs> and hopefully not too far in the future, we'll, we'll jump, we'll go all the way into Cafe Disco. Yeah, we will. Um, I'm very excited for it. I think, yeah. you know, uh, your, your, uh, your voicemail reminded me of, uh, so I used to work in retail too for a couple years, mm-hmm. uh, and there was this one night, you know, when we were closing, and uh, we had a manager who was a really like fun manager, and like closing is always tough because, you know, it's at the very end of the night, and mm-hmm. stores have been closed for a while, and you got to make sure everything's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And his last thing for the end of the night was he played Turn Down for What? <laughs> and like Not whenever whenever it would break like he would point to somebody else and they had to dance oh he was like gosh. we have to go all the way through or we're not gonna leave so like and yeah he would point to people who wouldn't normally dance yeah. you wouldn't normally expect to yeah. and they all had to dance before we could leave so That's it was a very fun closing experience yeah exactly but 
to your point, like it makes it makes the, those kinds of experiences a little bit lighter, kind of relieves yes. the tension a little bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's a but that was what an awesome voicemail. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I still like that episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah, just like um, every episode. <laughs> um, time for some trivia. Uh, how about one more here? Okay, yep. let's just do one more because we have a reaction from this is from Nikki uh, in Toronto. Okay. Uh, uh, chiming in about our saying that like kind of Val's character is very shallow. Okay. And she does not blame Val for that. She blames somebody else. Okay. Hey guys, my name's Nikki. I'm calling from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Love the podcast. Me either. Love everything. You guys do so much fun. I literally was laughing out loud in public during the Nate episode. How, uh, it was, that was very a fun embarrassing, one. but thank you. <laughs> So I have, I guess, a little bit of a hot take on your Florida Arc episode. Uh, there was a moment when you folks were talking about the shallowness of Val's character and how it's like weird that she would not admit to Daryl that she had a boyfriend and then invite him into the office to bring food, which I totally agree with. However, my hot take would be, I think it would be very like Andy's character to completely disregard anything that's going on between Val and Daryl in the office, not paying attention to any of that, overhearing somehow that Val's boyfriend does have Mm -hmm. a catering service and just going ahead, making that decision without getting Val involved at all. That's a good point. And most likely Val couldn't say no because possibly from the earlier phone call, uh, Brandon was already having some suspicions about what might have been going on in the office. So I don't blame Val. For some reason, I blame Andy. Uh, anyways, love the podcast. Uh, keep it going. Thank you guys for doing great. And thanks for taking time to listen. I, I, thank you so much. Thanks, I had, Nikki. Thanks, Nikki. Yeah. I, had not thought about, uh, I had not thought about that. That is a great point. And I think that that is a, a much simpler uh, explanation of what happened. Um but uh, but yeah, so not Val's fault. Good no, call. I, I Good think that's call. a great call. I mean, yeah. you think about Andy, you know, wanting to put on these sort of things for everybody. A yes. Jamaican feast, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but think about when he has the pizza party. Pizza yeah. party. Pizza <laughs> party. <laughs> What's different about it? Well, it's fresh tomato, a dollop of mozzarella cheese. Uh-huh. It sounds like regular pizza. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> mm-hmm. You need one more element for it to be a party. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But no, that makes a ton of sense that yeah. like Andy would just uh do it kind of blindly to right you He's know done, kind of ignoring right. whatever you know yeah. dynamics might actually be right. in place so that's and a great it's a great point and then, and then it makes sense because val would feel much more caught in the moment yes. of like i this is over my head here that's a that's yeah. a good explanation of what happened i mean i like yeah i i think that like i like val i just wish that like they the writers had treated the they didn't do a great a job of developing yeah, yeah i yeah, totally yeah. agree with that i yeah. think that she's like you know obviously seems like a, a cool smart person like within the show but it, like uh yeah doesn't seem like a match for daryl i don't know yeah I don't are you know. guys familiar with the bechdel test yes i think i feel like i can only think of one moment where where val passes the bechdel test oh sorry but you're talking about when uh when there's a female character in a t- tv show their conflicts all uh are it about asks, a relationship with a man it asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man okay yeah which is crazy how many things seem to fail this test but i can yeah. only think of the moment where uh val is talking to phyllis and, and val is all dressed up at the christmas party and she's like that's a lovely dress she's like purple is my favorite color something like that <laughs> it's something so small but other yeah. than that i can't think of a moment you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah totally i mean that's a that's a <laughs> the whole office you know that's fails yeah. pretty miserably yeah, yeah, at that. True. but you know definitely um and we actually have another voicemail. We'll save this for another episode, but we do have another voicemail. Her, she has a whole theory about, we, we mentioned uh, on our Phyllis episode of like when Phyllis starts to get sassy mm. with Angela and she has this power. Mm-hmm. Well, later episode, there's a really good theory from a fan about well, when female characters gain off it, gain confidence mm. in the show. But ah, that for another time. great. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Last quick fact just to share, because okay. we okay. have, a, we had a few people share this with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to correct this. This is um, the loud music reference that Kevin makes when he's talking mm-hmm. about, oh. you know, playing the loud yeah. music. And we had someone from the military right call in, in yeah, yeah, and talk sure. about all the Noriega stuff. We've had a few people correct us that know the joke he's making is specifically about Waco and the Branch Davidian standoff mm-hmm. with David Koresh oh. that the FBI and the ATF used loud music 
against <laughs> their compound because we hear Gabe say we don't want another Waco on our hands, and Aaron um, says it's pronounced Wacko. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Um, That's so, so good. yes, we just wanted to. <laughs> thanks so for that correction. We appreciate it's it. It's pronounced yeah. Colonel. It's the yeah. highest rank in the army. That's right. <laughs> it's pronounced Cornell. It's the highest rank in the, the Ivy, Ivy League. Wow, great. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just always learning about history doing this show. Thank you, everybody who great? writes and in. We didn't even like get, there's a yeah. whole, we had a whole nother voicemail about oh a historical gosh. fact. Oh my gosh. But we got to save some for another time. We'll save it now... for when Gabe does his thing, his Lincoln monologue. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. We'll save the Lincoln voicemails until then. You know then. what? We'll put all yeah. these ones we teased on next week's show. I yeah, need to see this play like I need a hole in the head. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's time for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right, today's trivia is based on the first half of Michael's birthday, which is the episode. <laughs> How did you prep for this one, Sean? Impulsivity and inattention to detail. <laughs> because right after Take Your Daughter to Work Day, Michael's birthday will just start playing on Netflix. So that is, that, that is, uh, that is the subject of today's trivia. Uh. Question one. What is the name of the calling cards pyramid scheme that Michael joins? Oh, it's like something. Uh, it's I, like patriotic or freedom or something. America. It is, cards it USA? is like a. It's like a. It is like a U.S. flag. Yeah, graphic. that's what I. Okay, that's. But what it, I it's called airtime prepaid phone cards. Okay. What is the name of the guy who recruits Michael into the scheme? Let me tell you about Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who does Michael share a birthday with? A celebrity. Jenna Ava Longoria. No. Ava Longoria. Ava Longoria. That's this way correct. he has an icebreaker, icebreaker. if he ever meets I've asked, this. <laughs> I've asked that question before. I know. Yeah. Shoot, I, I've thought that you had no, asked No, this it is the problem is I don't remember the answers. I know, I, I know. Yeah, right. I don't the questions. Right. Sex, uh, uh, Sex Eva Longoria. Steve Martin, Terry Hatcher. And Terry Hatcher. That? <laughs> sounded like at the end you said something interesting. Yeah, sounded, that sounded <laughs> interesting. That's, so, that, yeah, now I get that joke because he's in love with Terry Hatcher. He's mm -hmm. not even thinking about meeting Eva Longoria. Question five. Michael's suit was not made in Italy. Where was it made? Um, no. Romania? Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Uh, can you name this? mysterious suit? No, that's later. Oh, that's different. A woman delivers a package. Mm -hmm. Okay, can you name the shipping service? You'd have to stop it to look at her hat or something. It's, not, it's not like DHL or something like that. It's not. D I it's mean, not it is like DHL, but it's fake. It's yellow and red, right? It is hawk. Hawk Transport and Courier Service. Um, why couldn't Michael ride the pony at his seventh birthday? Because he got a rash. Like he got a bad rash and from his the pony. And my mother was rubbing cream on me. For maybe three hours. And by the time I went back out, they had already packed up the pony and they were around the block. <laughs> yeah, the pony was already in the truck around the block. Uh, all right. Hey, and hey, <laughs> all right, final question. What is... The, the woman who, who comes in and delivers a package, Michael mistakes her for a stripper. You're so hung up on this woman who delivers this package. <laughs> Did you only watch the first go half ahead, of this ahead, episode? That's go, right. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What is in the package that she delivers, and who is it from? Oh, man. Yeah. It's from Jan? No. They breeze by it. Mm -hmm. It's so quick, and I never caught it before. This is my big question for this. Is it calling trivia. cards from Phil? It is not. But good oh, guess. it's a birthday gift. It's a birthday gift. It's uh, from his mom. It is from his mom. It's a little picture of Luke Perry. It's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's James Dean on a motorcycle underneath a bridge. Luke, per <laughs> Luke Perry's friends never treated him this way. Yeah. Later in the episode. Yeah. And Dwight is the only one who signed it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. That's right. Um, but anyways, yes, that, that is what she is delivering. A framed poster of James Dean on a motorcycle under a bridge from his mom. Mm -hmm. um, that wraps up. Who uh, lives in Dixon City? That wraps up trivia, and that wraps up this episode. Thank you guys for listening and for writing in. Please, um, we always need you to write in and uh, send us questions or comments. Uh, if you disagree with us, we'd love to hear about it. 503-694-9314 is our phone number. You can call and leave us a message. You can email us, mspodcastcompany.com. Uh, at gmail.com we're on facebook and instagram michael scott podcast company we're on twitter at michael scott pod we have a website michaelscottpod.com and a special thanks to ryan lloyd who runs our social media and designs all our artwork and uh, this episode was recorded in the og studio 
the Ward Brother Residence in Portland, Oregon. Casa de Ward. Mm. Yeah. Um, Please remember to rate and review the show. It helps us, helps people find the show. Everyone who has written a review or sent a rating, thank you very much. And I'll say it a million times. Thank you, for, as always, for listening, for interacting with us, for rocking with us. Uh, we truly appreciate everyone. Uh, it, makes, it makes doing the show so much more fun. You know, it's another we are interacting and engaging with everyone. Yeah, we love you guys. Yes. And we'll see you next week. Hippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, sir. And teach. Your children well. Why does he own a guitar if he doesn't know how to play? I think he thought his ukulele skills would transfer. Only go by and feed among your dreams. My theory is that the one they picks, the one you'll know by. Don't you ever ask them why if I told you you would cry. You just look at the man's side and know they love you. And they do. Your parents love you very much. One more time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.